You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It is Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast, or you're listening to us on 98.5 The Fan. This is the time of the show. We start this third segment with a key look at the game against the Saints, the Raiders taking on the Saints down in New Orleans. Here with a preview of that game is our producer and correspondent, David Stepanian. It's a reunion in the Big Easy this Sunday as the Raiders head to the Superdome and face first-year Saints coach Dennis Allen who was famously let go by the Raiders just four games into Derek Carr's rookie season. The Silver and Black are looking for their first road win of the year in hopes of a turnaround after beating Houston. Coach Josh McDaniels knows how important execution will be to get a victory on Sunday. Uh, You know, so the young guys are kind of around a few guys that kind of um, have a little bit more experience than they do, which is helpful. And then Andre's right smack dab in the middle of all of them. So, um, no, I... You know, they're really doing a, a decent job of acclimating to one another, working together with one another. I think that the thing that doesn't get talked about enough is the communication. You know, there's subtle things that they need to communicate constantly with one another, and they're starting to really get the hang of that and uh, work well with one another. And, you know, and that manifests itself when there's not a lot of unblocked players in the front. Um, and that doesn't mean that, like, next week's automatically going to be the same result, but, um, you know, look, we've, we've said this for a number of weeks is, you know, when, when, you, when you don't play your best or you lose a game, you know, you have an opportunity to learn from that. And uh, so we've tried to find some solutions. Tried to, we have to identify the problem first, you know, and then try to find some solutions to it. So we've worked really hard at that. The players deserve the credit. Uh, we, we practiced, you know, in the red zone three days last week, you know, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. And they really acclimated to, you know, trying to improve in that area of our game. And, uh, you know, again, we saw a little fruit for our labor. New Orleans has lost five of their last six, largely in part due to a depleted roster. Key players missing last week included Michael Thomas, Jameis Winston, and Marshawn Lattimore. Meanwhile, Josh Jacobs rattled off his third stray game with over 140 rushing yards. Offensive coordinator Mick Lombardi knows just how big the running game will be come Sunday. You know, I think we start every game saying, what can we do to have positive plays to try and get the ball into the defense and create and to create a, a scoring drive? The running game obviously is a great effect of that. And, you know, we have to make sure that we do our job up front. The back's got to do a great play fake. Quarterback's got to give a great play fake. Lineman have to block like if it's a, if it's a run play. 
And if we all do that, then it makes it easy for you know, the skilled players to get open and they have to run the right route and to get open, obviously. But um, when you run the ball as effectively as we had the past few weeks, it obviously has done, you know, it's a benefit to do that. The two and four Raiders have won back-to-back -back against the Saints, including a Monday night epic that served as the grand opening to Allegiant Stadium in 2020. Odds makers have the silver and black as a two-point road favorite with kickoff set for 10 a.m. this Sunday. For Silver and Black Today, I'm David Stepanian. Thanks, David Stepanian, for that game preview. A good stuff. Now Mo and I turn our attention to looking at this game and what it means for this Raiders squad. The Raiders coming off this win against Houston. I saw interesting feedback from Raiders fans saying, why are you guys making a big deal out of it? It's not the Super Bowl. They're still under 500. But the Raiders seem to really put things in gear. They now face a New Orleans team that's been up and down, struggled with some injuries to key players, still has some pieces on defense, still has some pieces on offense, but a team in transition. When you look at this game, the opportunity for the Raiders to go on the road, the first of two consecutive games in the Eastern time zone, by the way, um, what, what do you look at this game and say, okay, this is going to be good for the Raiders? And then what challenges do you think they'll face that could put a wrinkle in their plans to get win number three? Two big challenges the Raiders face. Number one, the Saints have more time to prepare for the Raiders. The Saints played last Thursday against the Cardinals, so they had a few extra days. No excuses, though. Um, <laughs> the other thing is Alvin Kamara. I know he's not racking up yards as people are accustomed to seeing from him, but he's still been over 100 yards from scrimmage in his last three games. So I believe he had close to 200 yards from scrimmage against the Seahawks few weeks ago so don't sleep on Alvin Kamara he is healthy he is playing now they're not going to have they may not have Michael Thomas who's been out since I believe week three Jarvis Landry who's been out for multiple weeks but Chris Olave who by the way is on your fantasy team yes, uh, is. is playing is playing very well and he's probably one of uh, a rookie of the year candidate if Kenneth Walker doesn't run away with it with the Seahawks being a starter over there over, over Rashad Penny but Chris Olave is an offensive rookie of the candidate, and he's playing very well, so the Raiders are going to have to contain him. The other thing I noticed is the Raiders are still having problems guarding tight ends. It's not mm. just Travis, Travis Kelsey. They have to keep an eye on Jawan Johnson, who scored two touchdowns against the Cardinals. The Cardinals also have issues guarding the tight end, just like the Raiders. So if Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry don't shoot up, uh, suit up, watch out for the tight end position and Jawan Johnson. Yeah, absolutely. You look at the, the the Saints, too. I think here's an interesting storyline. A quarterback that is a kind of a bridge guy, a guy you like to have as an insurance policy, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, season high in completions, passing yards 361 and a TD uh, four in week seven. It was his 32nd 300-yard game. Uh, but Andy Dalton, um, we saw last week uh, that uh, he, he could – he's still throwing quite a few interceptions at times. And so the Raiders defense has the opportunity here to maybe take advantage of that and have that young defensive backfield gain some more confidence and play. Do you see outside of the couple of players you talked about um, when you look at an Andy Dalton run offense versus a Jameis Winston uh, run offense, um, does that favor the Raiders defense and how they've been struggling and where they've been so far in 2022? I wouldn't say it favors the Raiders defense. I would say it could give the Raiders defense more issues because with Andy Dalton under center, the Saints have been more apt to use Taysom Hill, mm -hmm. who's a guy you have to make sure you know where he is on the field. He can, yeah. he, he, can, he can throw the football. He can run the football. I believe he caught a touchdown pass last week. 
So Taysom Hill, I think, is the guy you you circle and want to watch outside the obvious Alvin Kamara and Chris Olave, who I just talked about. Make sure you know where Taysom Hill's lined up because in his good weeks, he could run for 100 yards. He can catch for maybe, you know, he can get a couple of catches maybe in the red zone. Uh, he They may hand it off to him so he can throw downfield on, on a couple of trick plays. So he's the guy, I think, that could wreck the game if the Raiders are not careful. Um, as far as the defensive side of the ball, Cameron Jordan is the guy I circle. Uh, he's the mm-hmm. guy has been around for nearly a decade or more, and he's still racking up pressures. So make sure you uh, get him blocked on that on that uh, front line because he can also wreck the game. Marshawn Lattimore may not play. He has an abdomen injury. Mm-hmm. So on, in the secondary, Devontae Adams, I think this is a big, big game for Devontae, close to 200 receiving yards for him. Wow, 200 receiving. Look at that prediction from Mostradamus. Woo! Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Somebody's going to, somebody's picking up their phone right now and they're betting on the prop bets. Uh, <laughs> another guy, an, another guy, Demario Davis, uh, linebacker there. So you talk about the Saints and some of that defensive. He's got five sacks on the season so far. Um, the offense line will get tested again, right, with some of those guys uh, up front there, despite the injury on the backside up front. The Saints still present a, a good challenge for this offensive line. If they go down to New Orleans, the offensive line, and they're able to contain Jordan and Davis, um, to me, that'll be another huge shot for this team. Yeah, absolutely. And with Davis, I want to say if Darren Waller does play in this game, big don't guess. expect Darren Waller to to rack up 100 yards. It'll be a big it'll be a big boost for the Raiders' offense. But Demario Davis is is one of the best off ball linebackers in the league, and right. he he can cover. So I, I wouldn't expect Darren Waller to go off. This is why I'm so high on a Devontae Adams on the perimeter because that's where the Saints are susceptible in their secondary. They're susceptible on the on the edges, on the outside, on the boundary. Uh, as you get inside. Little more, a uh, little tougher against the passing with coverage, but I would say that Darren Waller being the X factor here, him suiting up is just him being on the field, his presence. As I mentioned after that Chiefs game, if he's able to just get on the field, the Saints have to roll coverage to him because you're not going to leave him open. You're not going to, you're going to probably double cover him in certain areas. So if he could just suit up, I think it'll again open up things for Devontae Adams and even Hunter Renfro. Maybe he gained some momentum. I know he had some catches in the last game, starting to find his rhythm in that offense. It'll also be good for him. Absolutely. Let's switch to the other side. You look at the Raiders' uh, defense uh, itself. We see Chandler Jones really picking up steam. What a great first half against the Texans uh, last Sunday. Uh, And then, of course, you have Max Crosby, who we talked about last segment uh, as well. Um, you have the new off defensive line without Jonathan Hankins, even though he's been not playing very much. Uh, you have the challenges up front, and you see the offense of that of that New Orleans team uh, uh, having a Taysom Hill to challenge what has already been difficult uh, for for this team to cover, which is a tight end position. Even though you know you can call him a tight end, whatever you want to call Taysom Hill, uh, Swiss uh, Swiss Army knife. Um, 
the challenges up front for this team too. talk a little bit about that. Do we see Chandler Jones and Max Cross? Do they have the opportunity to really get in there and wreck havoc uh, on, on the pocket for Andy Dalton? Yeah, when, when Jameis Winston was starting, part of the reason Jameis Winston is hurt right now with back and ankle injuries is because that offensive line wasn't able to protect him. He was getting, he was taking a lot of hits. Uh, the offensive line has tightened up recently, so I wouldn't expect a bunch of sacks here uh, unless unless there's you know a mismatch here or, or Graham does something with his defensive line that we haven't seen before that the Saints don't expect. But what I'm going to be looking at is the interior defensive line. I know Hankins hasn't played a lot of snaps, but the Raiders are high on Neil Farrell Jr., their fourth-round rookie, Matthew Butler, their fifth-round rookie, and seeing more of Cleveland Farrell out there, I think those guys can make this game a signature game for that interior defensive line unit to say, look, you know, Hankins is not here anymore, but we got a, we got a, a trio of young guys, a rotation of young guys that can make plays on the inside on run and pass down. So I think this is a big test for them. And we talked about Alvin Kamara, of course, because they're going to have to stop him and in the run game as well as a pass game. But even on the ground, I think those guys can prove a point to say, look, we're we're blossoming to something special on the interior. Yeah, and we saw the Raiders do well against uh, the the Houston Texans run. Uh, they, they had a successful uh, few series to start the game, but then the Raiders really battened down the hatches and did well. You look at the series, the Raiders lead the series 7-6-1. Raiders have won the last two. Of course, you remember the Raiders 34-24 just a couple seasons ago. Mo, we talked last segment about uh, possible acquisitions for this team, or I should say in the first segment, about possible acquisitions for this team. Uh, if the Raiders go out there and have similar struggles in the defensive backfield like we saw with Trayvon Merrick uh, last week and we saw with Jonathan Abram and with Rocky Sin, um, d- does that start to maybe force their hand into looking, especially if they can if they can win the game? If they lose the game, things change a little bit. But do we see them look at how they perform against New Orleans and and then does that perhaps – uh, make them a little more interested in what's available in the trade market. I would say if Andy Dalton goes out there and throws for 300 plus yards and the Saints rack up a whole bunch of yards through the air, you got to make a move because mm. Nate Hobbs is probably going to be out for about a month with broken bones in his hand, not coming back anytime soon. Even if the Rays win the game, I'm going out to get a corner if I can at a reasonable price. But especially if Andy Dalton looks like the second coming of, I don't know, Peyton Manning Jr. <laughs> you know, you have to because every quarterback has played relatively well against the Raiders defense. Yeah. It's time that that defense, especially that secondary, has to step it up against a who is now a bridge now quarterback and Andy Dalton. You don't want Andy Dalton going up and down the field on you on your secondary. Those guys, Trayvon Merrick, Amik Robertson, our guy. Rocky Asin, Anthony Averett, especially Anthony Averett, yeah, who yeah. had his first taste of action, not first taste of action, but came back from surgery. He has to step it up because I think it'll it'll go a long way to help the confidence, just, you know, garner some confidence in that secondary. Again, because if it doesn't look good, you got to make a move. And then I'm picking up the phone. If I'm Dave Ziegler, I'm picking up the phone. And I'm calling about Greedy Williams or William Jackson. Yeah, there you go. Any question that the Raiders go in with uh, the same type of offensive mentality they had against Houston, who had a good defense as well. Give the ball to Josh Jacobs, establish that run. Hopefully they wear down that that good uh, uh, New Orleans defense up front and at the linebacker core. And uh, Or do they, because of the injuries in the defensive backfield uh, that you talked about, Lattimore, do they, do they pass the ball more or are we looking at a repeat of the Houston game? 
Scott, whatever is working, don't change it. <laughs> if it's working, yes. don't don't mess with it. Jacobs has been on a tear over the last three weeks. Continue to feed him the football because good things have happened to the Raiders when they do that. Now, you don't want to ignore the completely ignore the passing game because, I, again, I think Devontae Adams is going to have a big game with the injuries on the back end and Marshawn Lattimore not being on the field. But we talked about it. Balance the offense. Don't fall in love with the pass. Don't fall too hard in love with the run. But feed the hot hand. If Jacobs is hot, he's ripping off five, six yards per carry. By any means, feed him the ball, and you're probably going to win the game and control the tempo of it. Yeah, him and Barkley, the top two running backs in the league right now, and they are just on fire. Just give him the ball. Let him go. That's all you got to do. So uh, I agree with you. Okay, Mo, quick prediction. Um, I'm going to give you mine first. Let's see. Last, last week, we were really close to one another. I got the Raiders in this one, not as high scoring as they had last week. Uh, I think it'll be on the road, a little bit more of a grind. I like the Raiders 28-24 down at the Caesars Superdome in New Orleans. What do you got? Ah, I put out I put out a column, my betting column every Thursday, and I actually have the Raiders higher than you as oh. the as the as the car is honking its horn behind me. <laughs> um I have the Raiders winning 34-31. I actually think ah. it's going to be a shootout. Fans probably don't want to hear that because if the Saints are putting up 31 without Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry with Andy Dalton on the center, there's a sign of panic there. But if you look at the Raiders' defense, it's, it's just allow quarterbacks to move the football, and I don't expect anything different because the Raiders haven't really changed anything through the first seven weeks. So I think it's going to be close, as you said, going on the road with a team that's well-prepared for you with a few days extra to prepare. I think it's going to be pretty close, but I think Daniel Carlson, who is perfect by the way in the season, 16 of 16 on his field goal attempts. Mm-hmm. I know he missed the extra point, but he's perfect on his field goal attempts. I think the Raiders win on a late fourth quarter field goal, wow. 34-31. There you go. Mo always has the flair for the dramatic. Yeah. He should have been an actor. Actor! No. <laughs> uh, all right, there you go. So Mo and I both have the uh, Raiders topping the Saints just by a little bit different score. All right, my man, it'll be interesting to see how it all unfolds down at the Superdome in New Orleans, the Caesars Superdome, of course, so they have a new name. It used to be Mercedes, now it's gambling, it's Caesars. Uh, I can't keep up with all the name changes of the stadiums all the time, but there you go. Mo, I appreciate it. Make sure you check out Mo's recent columns up on Bleacher Report as well as sportsnot.com where he writes about the Raiders. Follow him on Twitter at M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. My friend, I will next talk to you on Tuesday. Hopefully it's a good show because I know if the Raiders lose, fans would want to burn it down, all of it. So hopefully the Raiders <laughs> come out on top. Yes, and enjoy your trick-or-treating on, on Monday, Halloween. Uh, and by the way, we will be back here with our post-game show on Sunday after the Saints versus Raiders. So wherever you get your podcast, check out myself and Murph from Raiders Fan Radio, maybe even a special guest from outside the country will join us. We'll talk to you about that another another time. But for Mo Moten, I am Scott Colbranson. This has been Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Also, a farewell, a happy Sunday to our radio listeners on 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. Take care, Raider Nation. Enjoy the game, and we'll talk to you Sunday post game here on Silver and Black Today. Bye-bye now.